Hey guys, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend, a podcast about mental health and astrology. Have you guys ever had a bad day or felt so anxious to the point where you are struggling to find yourself in this vast society we call life? Not to worry, guys. I have felt this way too. The podcast interviews guests from college students to parents and even experts that talk about their journey to where they are in the present moment. So sit back and relax and remember that you are not alone. Without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcast gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcast, it's a great way to get cash, and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, Go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and with today's episode, we have a lot of topics in store for you guys. So if you're tuning in, whether you're tuning in on YouTube, this podcast was also going to be a live stream on YouTube and on the Wisdom app. The Wisdom app is a great app, guys, for you guys. If you want to hear more mental health conversations, it's great. But I'm on there, and I'm also on YouTube, and I'm also going to record this via audio format as well for my podcast listeners. But for today's podcast, we have a lot in store today. Um, I wanted to cover a couple topics, goal setting, loneliness, the Taurus season, because we are in the middle of it. My birthday is tomorrow, so I am a Taurus, and the Scorpio full moon that is going to take place on the 16th. So we have a lot of topics to cover for you guys today, whether you're tuning in through Wisdom or on YouTube. Um, I wanted to give you guys a special announcement Um, Last week on my last podcast, I talked with Dr. Julia. We talked about emotional intelligence and well-being. And 
I started, I, I was like, you know what, after our conversation, I was like, let me start to do giveaways. So um, I am giving a giveaway item. So it's a personal goal setting notebook. And there's also going to be another special item included into that. It's more like self-care because that's what the podcast focuses on. And if for you guys to be eligible for the giveaway, all you have to do is either follow my podcast, Your Spiritual Best Friend, on either Spotify or Apple Podcast, drop a rating, listen to it, and share it to two people. Once you do that, send me screenshots to my email. My email um, will be in my profile once I'm done this conversation, but it's yourspiritualbestfriend at gmail.com. So you send the email and all that stuff there, and you guys can be eligible and in the running for a goal-setting notebook and another special item included. Um, And obviously, when you win, winners will be announced in June, so it's my first ever giveaway. So I want to give back to everybody because it's important for us to take care of ourselves and love ourselves throughout our our own spiritual journey. Um, But with the first topic, I really wanted to get right off the bat um, with goal setting because goal setting is important and it's a must. In order for us to build confidence and for us to grow as people, we got to be able to set goals for ourselves. Um, and, and I and I learned a lot about goal setting through undergrad and, in, and currently in graduate school. Um, goal setting is the key for us to grow and learn from our mistakes. Um, it's one of the things to help boost our confidence, like I said a couple seconds ago. Um, how you can break down goals, everyone has their own format with goals. Um, for me, I'm a person that loves to write down stuff. I recommend it really I, I recommend before we really get into goal setting talk to be able to write down your goals because that's why that way if it's written in paper it's it's easy it's it's a wrap um, once you have it written in paper you can always go back to it whereas if you say it out loud and manifest it into the universe you might forget it over time so that's one of my first tips and word of advice for people that are trying to figure out goal setting please guys just write it down um, but when it comes to goal setting what is a goal? What? How do we set goals for ourselves? Um, for me, what a goal is, is like it's an expectation that you set for yourself to achieve. Um, I, I feel like that's a pretty much a simple definition of goal setting. So let's say you have a random thought. I want to record a podcast. So a goal can be let me record a podcast once a week. So like you're setting an expectation for yourself to achieve that expectation. And once you achieve it, It helps build your confidence and you end up feeling more happier within yourself. Because I know in my last recording on wisdom, I talked a lot about emotional intelligence and how one can develop that. And one of the ways we can is through goal setting. Um, For me, goal setting, what I was taught, goal setting is broken down into three categories. There's short term, there's intermediate, and there's long term goals. So what is that? Long-term goals, I'm going to start with the long-term and then go and then go lower. Long-term goals are goals that you have that you have set years in advance. So, these are like your big dream goals. So, for me, like one of my long-term goals is to run a successful podcast and to graduate with my master's in clinical counseling, right? Um that is a long-term goal because I cannot achieve that goal tomorrow or by the end of the week. I cannot achieve that goal. It's, it's just, 
it's just not possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is an example of a long-term goal. So for me, this is something that you have set for years in the future. Um, and don't really worry about your long-term goals because they can change over time through life experiences. If you worry so much on the long-term goals, you end up getting distracted and not achieving what you want to achieve. So live in the present moment, people. Intermediate goals are like yearly goals or like every six month goals or every like three month goals that you that you have set for yourself. So, for instance, we'll stick with school as an example. My long term goal is to graduate with my master's in clinical counseling. An intermediate goal would be I need to pass each semester. I got to make sure that I'm taking the right classes and I'm passing the right classes that is an example of an intermediate goal. It's goals that are like halfway or like good, like striking points where after some time you can hit those striking points, which help you get to the long-term goal. So that's just an example. And another example for workouts, I want to drop 20 pounds in, in two years. An intermediate goal can be, all right, each month I'm going to lose two pounds. That's an example of an intermediate goal. And then you have your short-term goals, which are your weekly goals that you have set up for yourself. It's like everyday habits, um, because a lot of people don't realize this, but our everyday habits affect us long-term. If you are not taking care of yourself and eating right every single day, eventually you're going to have long-term health problems. So it's sort of like that. Like These short-term goals are goals that you can set weekly that you have set up for yourself that you can achieve, which helps get to your intermediate goal and which help get to your long-term goal. An example of short-term goals if you're in school is I need to get done these assignments this week or X amount of assignments done this week. So that way, if I hit that goal, then it leads to my intermediate goal, which is checking in for my long-term goal. See how it all builds up and, and through the process, you are learning and building that confidence like dang as you're hitting more of your short-term goals you're like wow like this is great i'm feeling great and then you hit your intermediate goal you're like dang i'm really having great confidence in myself and then you hit your long-term goal which is what you want to achieve obviously though go and here's another tip when it comes to goal setting it has to be attainable and it has to be reachable and you're only going to learn this through your own personal experience it doesn't matter like I can tell you, you can go on a 30 minute because I, I podcast a lot, guys. I can definitely ramble for a very long time. I can I can go on a very long tangent about how through my life experiences, like goal setting and stuff, you, you just have to learn. Like I can teach you all this information, but it's up for you to actually like try it out yourself and learn through your own perspective. That's what that's my point that I'm trying to to say but what i mean by reachable is these goals have to be it has to be realistic you can't set a goal like i want to make a million dollars in three years like that that's just not normally attainable you know like goal setting especially your smaller goals have to be attainable goals that you know that you can achieve because that way, like, let's say, like, you might not have hit your goal, but you're close to it. That way, it's not because you didn't hit your goal. Like, it, it's not going to derail your confidence. That's my point. So as long as you make your goals reachable, well, what do you mean by reachable? 
It's like it all depends on what you want to do and what you have set up for. But let's let's take working out for example. If you know you you work you're working 40 50 hours during the week, instead of setting a goal I want to do four or five workouts, I want to work out every day except Sunday, have a reachable goal where it's all right, I can do two or three this week since my workload is more. So that way, when you hit two or three workouts, you're feeling confident at the end of the week instead of you being like, dang, like, I, I know I said I really I know I said I wanted to hit five workouts this week, but I only hit three, like three workouts a week is is solid. Um, I, I did that for football for three years and I dropped 25 pounds like it was nothing. But I know when you're younger, you definitely lose weight quicker. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when it comes to goal setting again. It has to be reachable. Your short-term goals have to be nice and attainable, which helps build off of your intermediate goals, which then helps build off of your long-term goals. And at the end of the day, goal setting is another way for you guys to really build that self-confidence because at the end of the day, that's what matters. We have to feel, if we're feeling confident amongst ourselves, then it doesn't matter what other people think or view about us if we're feeling good amongst ourselves we're going to grow and reach our highest potential at the end of the day and that's what life is life is it's your relationship with yourself and nobody else at the end of the day so if you love and care about yourself and have confidence in yourself you're going to live a very happy and successful life so goal setting again and for people just tuning in because i know on wisdom and on youtube i'm starting to get a couple viewers um welcome to the podcast Um, If you guys missed this, the audio is being recorded and it will be up on my newest podcast. My podcast is titled Your Spiritual Best Friend, and I'm currently running a giveaway for you guys to enter again. It is a goal setting notebook. It has a priority list. It's really great. Um, I, I wanted to give back to my listeners and people listening to the podcast how to enter. You literally just have to follow on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Drop a rating and send it to a couple people. Um, word of mouth needs to expand a little bit more and uh, send screenshots to my Gmail account at your spiritual best friend at gmail.com. Um, all of it will be in the show description. You guys can check that out. But before we transition, I just wanted to say this episode is brought to you by Podcash. Um, I won that a couple won that a couple uh, months ago. It was great. Um, for you guys, if it's Racket, Ratchet, and, and Racket and Stir, my fault, guys. They teamed up and they got they they got together and they wanted to give away to new podcasters. So if you're a new podcaster listening and need to make some extra cash, join Podcast. Just wanted to give them a little shout out. But as we transition, I know I talked a little bit about goal setting. I wanted to talk about this next topic, loneliness, because loneliness is definitely a very it needs to be talked about more because there's definitely been and everyone has experienced loneliness at some point, um, whether that's through childhood, whether that is through experience, whether that is through relationships, work like it. Loneliness is definitely something and it's a very tough feeling to deal with. Um, but I found a couple websites to describe loneliness and I wanted to as I describe it, I want to see how you guys feel about it overall and. And if anyone wants to join into the conversation, you're more than welcome to, whether that's goal setting you want to talk about or add to the loneliness conversation. But according to Inc.com, 
I really like this article because uh, it had a couple of um, Brene Brown. She she does a podcast. She interviewed a couple of people um, and she defines loneliness and breaks it up into three different types. So there's intimate slash emotional loneliness. There's relational slash social loneliness. And then there's a collective loneliness. So what um, intimate and emotional loneliness is, is it's the need to have a close partner or person to share your private ideas or feelings with. So like it's this need to to share that out to people. Um, relational and social loneliness is the need for qual for like quality friendships and support. So it's like there's this bigger need. I need to there's there's I need to find more out of people, you know? And collective is the need for a network or group that shares your purpose. So so all of these feelings trigger loneliness. So like, for example, I know in the article it highlights it. You might have fantastic friendships and an awesome network, but you still feel empty because you don't have someone you trust enough to share your deepest feels or triumphs with. So like, that's like a really great point. And it really highlights when it comes to loneliness again, the first step similar to anything that we deal with is to recognize that feeling. So like, do you have intimate and emotional loneliness where like you don't really feel like you have a partner to share your intimate conversations with? Do you feel like it's a collective loneliness where it's just a need, your your group of people, you don't have a lot of people that share the same beliefs as as you, so you become lonely. Like these are all questions which leads to the first step when to deal with loneliness and any other thing that's going on in your head mentally, you really have to take time to reflect on it and acknowledge these feelings. So many people experience loneliness and they don't share that they are feeling lonely. They act it they act out in different ways. It might it might be through an argument over a small thing, or it might be through anger, it might be through sadness. Like in order for us to process what we are going through, we have to first take the time to reflect on ourselves and learn where these feelings are coming from. But according to campaignloneliness.org, it's a website focusing on loneliness. Here's some facts on lo- on loneliness. Health risks. So there is some health risk if, if you continue to suppress this feeling and continue to move on in your life without acknowledging what the heck is going on. So loneliness is likely to increase your risk of death because obviously loneliness causes stress and stress over time just over over time stress just piles up and piles up and it really affects you guys. Um but it's it's to increase death by 26%. I'm like, "Damn, that's and that's according to a study done by Holt and and Ludstand in 2015." Um Loneliness, living alone, poor social connections. It's very bad for your mental health. Um, it's just its just as bad as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow, that's a very powerful statistics. Because again, humans, we are social creatures. So we all need to have social acceptance and also that need to have social interactions with people. When people self-isolate, 
Are they really happy when they self-isolate? Like everybody needs at least one or a couple people in their life where they can go to. They feel validated. They feel loved. They feel like they can be themselves around. Like it's important to do that. Because if you're feeling lonely and you socially isolate yourself from everyone, you, you're you never going to be happy. You're, you're, you're just not. It's, it's just, it's part of how we're wired as human beings. Um, loneliness is definitely tied with severe depression. Um, loneliness and social isolation put individuals at a greater risk of cognitive decline and dementia. So like these are all health risks that loneliness that I rule, I wanted to highlight because it's important to highlight these topics and stuff. Continuing with loneliness, loneliness and older people, loneliness affects people of all ages. A lot of people think, oh, like adults hit it the most. Like now, now, like literally, like according to these statistics, when it comes to in total, 45% of adults feel occasionally lonely in England, throughout the world. Loneliness is my point is loneliness is just common throughout people of all ages, like literally 85 and up 35 percent in the mid 50s. Two million people have experienced it globally or not globally in the UK just alone. It's just all over gender and loneliness. It's more frequent in men, but it's in everybody. Um, So my point at the end of the day through these statistics is to highlight that loneliness comes in all shapes and forms. The three types of loneliness, again, like I mentioned earlier, and how can we handle loneliness? So how can we handle it? Again, first, we need to acknowledge that we are feeling lonely, whether that is through a lack of intimate conversations with the people around us, whether that is not feeling like you fit in 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 the in the network, you need to find a new network. Like these are all feelings that need to be highlighted and addressed. And once it's highlighted and addressed, then we can take the time to reflect, set goals for ourselves and to put ourselves in position where we do feel intimate. We do feel socially acceptable. We do feel um, because, again, like I said in the last topic on wisdom and also on the last podcast, um, Dr. Julia really highlighted this. And I, really, I want to give her a shout out as well. Um we're all cups filled with water. And what happens is through trauma and experiences, the trauma and experiences poke little holes in our cup and water leaks out or whatever fluid is in your cup. And it's up to us to take the time to fix those holes that are in our cup. And if we don't do that and we project it on other people, that leads to problems in our relationships. So again, it's up to us and ourselves to fix those holes within ourselves. So if loneliness is one of those holes that you guys are experiencing, it's okay. You're going to be okay. And you're not alone. So many people, millions of people have experienced loneliness at some point in their lifetime. And it's up to you guys to embrace this feeling, work amongst yourselves and how to handle it emotionally. And that's different through everybody. And to build resiliency, overcome it, and be able to help others that are going through it. Whatever your experience is in this world is important. So loneliness, I wanted to just cover just for like five, six minutes, unless a guest would like to join and, and share one of their own stories of being lonely and or sharing their own journey through goal setting. If you guys are tuning in on wisdom, you guys are welcome to 
to do it. I know I had a couple conversations last time. And if you guys are on YouTube as well, in the chat, you guys can comment in the chat as well. And if you're listening after this, you can always message my email, um, your spiritual best friend at gmail.com. Um, but I really wanted to highlight again the facts of loneliness and again the three types of loneliness because it's important to identify intimate and emotional, relational and social, and collective. Those are the three types of loneliness that I really wanted to highlight for you guys. But we're transitioning again. So the first half of the podcast, I wanted to talk about some mental health topics, goal setting and loneliness, and how do we handle loneliness. Now the second half, since it is Taurus season, my birthday is tomorrow, so I'm super excited. I am a Taurus. Um, I wanted to talk about Taurus season and the Scorpio full moon, because there's a full moon, and it's a special full moon that I really wanted to highlight Um, It's on the 16th, so it's already starting. If you look at the sky now, the full moon, it's starting to come out. Um, But with this full moon, um, it's a different type of moon. It is a super flower moon and a blood moon eclipse. So this is like a different type of moon. I I was checking the articles. I was like, holy crap. Um, But yeah, so according to... Almanac.com, May's full moon reaches reaches its peak on May 15th, May 16th. So on my birthday, it's going to be out, it's going to be bright, and there's gonna it's gonna concede with a total lunar eclipse for most of North America. Um, so how did this become the flower moon? Um, this is definitely like a really cool question that I'm still trying to find answers to, but I was like, wow, like this is this is definitely really cool. Um but yeah, if you're in if you're in North America, it's 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 dope. Like it's a flower moon, it's it's lunar eclipse, and I'm gonna highlight a little bit when it comes to the moon after I describe Taurus season how it affects your sign and what's gonna go on through there, um, because it's important. It's important to realize, and I don't want to forget because I am into astrology and stuff. Gem uh, Mercury is in retrograde and it's in Gemini, so when Mercury's in retrograde. Mercury is the planet of communication. So Mercury being in retrograde, people are going to have problems with the way how they communicate, whether that is socially, whether that is within themselves, that is up to your own natal chart and what you're experiencing. But Mercury in retrograde, I know for me, I've never been the best communicator when it comes to things. Um, but I can also talk about that a little bit as well. I just need to find a little article for and to highlight my points, to back up my, my points, what I'm saying. Um, but when it comes to the flower moon, I, I found it. I found it. So the full moon names used by the Old Farmer's Almanac come from a number of places, including Native American, Colonial American, and European sources. Traditionally, each moon named was applied to the entire lunar month in which it occurred not solely to the full moon. The flower moon, May's flower moon name should be no surprise because flowers spring forth across North America. So April showers bring May flowers. Flower moon has been attributed and confirmed by Christiana uh, Ruddy. So yeah, an alternative in Canada, pretty much they found it. May's month, so pretty much since May's month is titled the month of flowers, that is where the full moon of May got its name. So I, I, just, I was just curious. I was like, holy crap, what is the flower moon? And what is, what is this meaning from? So now we know. Um, but when it comes to Taurus season, I want to talk about Tauruses because 
I am a Taurus and we are in the Taurus season. I wanted to highlight a couple things. So one, for you guys just getting in, they're like, what the heck is a Taurus? Taurus is a bull. Um, that's what the symbol is. So think of a bull. A bull is someone that is very, well, an animal that's very, that can be very blunt and honest. It can charge at you. Um, but bulls can also can also be very chill as well. So Taurus is unless provoked. If you provoke a bull, you're going to get beat up. If you don't provoke a bull, bulls are actually very chill. Um, they're, they're actually really cool animals, honestly. Um, but Taurus is it's an earth sign. So the earth signs of the zodiac again: Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Taurus again, like I said, is the bull. Um, it's a fixed sign. So fixed signs they can when it comes to when it comes to fixed signs. They can they tend to be a little bit all over the place when it comes to emotions. Um, thick, I know some other fixed signs. I know um, Aquarius is a fixed sign. I know Scorpio is a fixed sign. So like fixed signs, they can they can really get they can really get into it. And a fixed sign again is pretty much it's it's kind of hard. I don't really know off the top of my head how to explain it with with words. Um, but it's like fixed signs, they can tend to be a little bit all over the place. That's what I was told through my own stuff. Taurus is ruled through the planet of Venus. So Venus is the planet of love. So again, like I, like I said, Taurus is the ruled by love. So, so Venus is the planet of love. Sorry, guys, I got my words all mixed up. And with Tauruses, they love to have nice and pretty things. I know this because... When it comes to me, like I like to have a nice, clean home. So I always like to find some nice, cool, material things. Tauruses are very materialistic. Um, so they love to have the... If you ever go into a Taurus's home, it's always clean. It smells nice. It looks nice. It just... Everything is just nice. Taurus, it's again, it's like that. They're very reliable, patient, practical, responsible. They love to be very cleansy and clean and before i really get into more when it comes to tauruses and their personality when it comes to your natal chart like your sun sign might be in taurus but you might have other things in your moon sign and all that stuff so i don't want you to be like oh well i'm a taurus and i don't relate to this i'm talking if you have a taurus placement in any part of your chart you're gonna have these qualities um so weaknesses with Tauruses a little bit. I know I talked about Tauruses. They really like to, they're very patient. They're down to earth. Um, they're really good friends. They're very loyal when it comes to the people they choose that they want to be. I know this for myself. I've, I've always been a, a person that has not had a lot of friends, but the friends that I do have in my life, I know a lot about. I'm, I, I'm a rider for them. And, and the dates for Taurus is April 20th to May 20th. So we still have six more days left until we get into Gemini season. Um, but Tauruses, they can be very stubborn. Um, I know this for myself. I'm a very stubborn individual. Um, I, I will admit it. Um, and a funny story I'll share to you guys. Like When it comes to stubbornness, Tauruses, they're very proud with their beliefs because with Tauruses, they take a lot of time. They invest a lot of time and energy in what they believe in. They're not really the fastest when it comes to moving and to putting themselves out there. But when a Taurus puts themselves out there, they're in it 100%. And it's very hard to get them to steer the direction. Um, and, that, and this is where the stubbornness can, can come out. 
Um, when it comes to change, when it comes to, I know this just through myself, uh, when it comes to change and also my website, astrologyzodiacsigns.com and also Cafe Astrology, two really good sources. Um, but yeah, so Taurus is when it comes to change, when it comes to setting new habits, it, it takes them a lot of time to get to that point. But once they are at that point, they are not going to switch up. That's one of the things I will say when it comes to Tauruses. Tauruses, they love to garden, cook, music, romance. Again, it's all about the ruler. They're the ruler of Venus, of the earth signs, um, and of the zodiac signs. Tauruses and Libras are the ruler of Venus. So when it comes to like romantic things, Tauruses really love that. They love to cook. I know for me, I cook at least four times a week. And the only reason why I don't cook every day is because I have my work schedule and school schedule is crazy. Um, music. I'm, I'm a very, I love music. Always have always will. Kendrick Lamar, shout out to him. He dropped an album on Friday, on uh, Friday or uh, Thursday night. The, my Sixers lost, but Kendrick saved me because I listened to some wonderful music. I, I love Kendrick Lamar. So you guys can check out his album. It's definitely fire and definitely dope. Um, but my point is I love to listen to music. I used to have a test whenever I was on dates with people, depending on what music they played would determine if I would have a second date with them just because like, that's how important music is to me. Um, we got to vibe music musically. If we don't vibe musically, then I don't, I don't really see a connection. Um, but yeah, so Tauruses are also very hardworking, but the problem is when it comes to hard work, when it comes to taking care of themselves, Tauruses sometimes can struggle with that. Another problem I know through my own personal experience and other Tauruses listening, maybe you guys can relate. Um, when it comes to communication, Tauruses are very action oriented people. Um, so we're very we're relievers in action. So like we might not be able to communicate effect as effectively as a Gemini or as effectively as other signs. Um, but when it comes to how we communicate, it's more through our actions than our words. Um, so for me, like I'll be if I'm thinking about you, I would probably do because I'm currently in a relationship now. Like I currently like for me, you don't have to tell me to cook dinner for you. Like I just already know that. So I'm already going to cook dinner if you've had a long day, you know, whereas with some people, they have to communicate. Oh, like I'm hungry. I need dinner now. Me, I'm not really that type of person that will communicate that. I'll just do it. You know what I mean? Um, that's sort of like how Tauruses are. So with that comes communication blocks. Um, Tauruses, if there's one thing for Tauruses to work on, it's their stubbornness and getting used to sudden changes. And when it comes to like communication, being able to communicate what is going on in that head of yours. What is, what, what, it, like, what are you feeling? What are you, what are you doing? Because Tauruses, they can definitely at times put, put their feelings in the back burner for others because they are very, they're very, what they give their full 100% when it comes to the people that they choose to surround themselves with. So with that, they can put themselves in the back burner when it comes to aspects in their life. Um, like I said, sudden changes. This is one of the things that some Tauruses have a problem with. And I know there's a guest waiting. So um, before I tune you into the chat, I just wanted to highlight that. So sudden changes and stubbornness and communication. These are things that Tauruses want to work on. Um, but let's see. So 
Garciella, what's up? So I'm I'm gonna give you a chance to talk. Let's see here. I gotta figure this app out. I'm gonna give you the here we go. So we got our first guest in a couple seconds joining us. So hey, what's up? What's going on? Joshua. How are you Good doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to Wisdom. Yeah, I know. I this app this app has been great and um I just wanna give you a little shout out as well. Um I'm also live streaming on YouTube too. Um, but mm. it's, it's just my face though, but everyone could, but people can hear you. So, um, oh, it, hello to everyone watching Joshua on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Um, so, so for, for you, um, the floor is yours. How, how do you feel about the conversation so far? Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm listening. What pulled me in um, honestly, it's, it's the Scorpio full moon. I host, moon meditations for every new moon and every full moon. So I've been doing this for a while. Uh, however, I'm not an astrologer, so I'm always uh, listening in and and having these conversations. I'm a Taurus. My birthday just passed. Uh, oh, happy birthday. Of April. Thank you so much. And my ascendant is also in Taurus. And my north node is also in Taurus. And so <laughs> when we're talking about stubbornness, <laughs> when we're talking about Taurus are hard-headed and stuff like that, it's like I feel like I've always felt like for me it just applies like three times, right? Like um, triple hard-headed bull. <laughs> and it's been, it's been a journey to kind of adjust and understand and all of that, right? And then, you know, funny story, my husband is a Pisces, which is a water sign. And it's been such a journey just, you know, learning how to incorporate and learning how to really maneuver each other's uh, energies in a way that is beneficial for all right in the house and beneficial for each other, so on and so forth. Um, let's see what else came to mind when you were talking about uh, Taurus. It's yeah, it's just ruled by Venus for sure. I mean, I feel like um, I wonder where my Venus is in my chart. I don't remember right now. And cancer, is cancer a water sign or a fire sign? Yeah, so cancer is a water sign. So I, I know for cancer, so, yeah, it's like the universal mother sign. So ooh, I like that. So my moon is in cancer. <laughs> and I feel like it's such a contrast, right? Because my my ascendant is in Taurus, and I'm a Taurus, which is an Earth sign. And then um, my moon is in Cancer, and so on and so forth. Uh, but yeah, just very excited to listen in to any and all conversations regarding spirituality. This is this is my my field as well. I love 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 you know the spirit inspiration helping people through this and uh, i wanted to welcome you to wisdom as one of the ogs here on this app i just wanted to give you a warm welcome and to let you know that we are happy to have you do you have any questions for me about the app um no so i mean when it comes to the app it, it's it's been great and and i really like it so far I, i'm definitely going to add it as like a i was i like to i set a goal because i talked about goal setting a little bit earlier um, I, i'm mm -hmm. i want to start doing like conversations on wisdom at least like once a week um because it's fun you connect with new people and and uh it's been great um but i i, I know you mentioned um the scorpio moon how do you how you feel about this Cancer. full moon how do you feel about this oh the full moon yeah the full moon coming up so the way that me and my community have been following the moon, it's not so much about astrology, but I tend to use more of the 
names given uh, per the Native American history, like warm moon and flower moon and um, pink moon, right? So these are these are all the past three and or so full moons that we have already experienced. And so this coming Monday, while you're talking and explaining the Scorpio aspect of it, I am over here in my community explaining the transformational aspect of it because it's called a flower moon for that reason. It's calling you to really just grow out of, you know, grow out of the things that are keeping you anchored in negativity. Grow out of the things that are hiding your potential. Grow out of the space that is really just detrimental to your progress. And now you're beginning to see that. Now you're beginning to notice, right? Because the eclipse demands that you, you know, remove something existential to leave room for something else. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it, it definitely does. And if you really, if you think about it visually, you know, like mm-hmm. you picture a flower, you know, flowers, they start out small and then they sprout up. Mm-hmm. So That's like, right. so like, as I was hearing you describe like the flower moon, I was like, wow, like this is like, this is really cool. Um mm-hmm. Because, like, there is a lot of stuff, especially, like, in the springtime, you know, like, you start to realize a lot of things. I don't know what it is. It might be, like, the weather change or something, but, like, stuff that Mm -hmm. carries over to the winter. And as you're experiencing spring and getting ready for the summer, it's like, what is going on within myself that I need to work on so that way I can blossom into a flower and become, like, my highest self? Um, Yes. Bloom into your power. This is one of the phrases I've been using this past uh, month or so with, with the... Because the pink moon of last month, uh, it's called. It was called pink moon. You know, these the moon gets lots of names in the farmer's almanac and in the Native American history. So each month, you there's different aspects to it. You can pick flower moon. You can pick something else from the almanac and then attach the context to it and guide yourself through that, right? And so uh, I think it was February. You know, it was called warm moon because. You know the eyes is the the eyes on the ground. It's beginning to defrost, and the worms on the top layer of the of the soil are be, beginning to you know be more accessible for the animals that are just getting out of the winter, right? And that context was great for my community because it was about slowly moving, slowly making changes. The way a worm just wiggles right in the in the dirt to make room, right? Because every time they wiggle, they just make a path. And so there, the contextual aspect of the name as a facilitator that I pick has to do with what we are going through for sure, like you just described, and, and the things that we want to accomplish. It's like everything. We're the ones that attach the meaning to it, right? <laughs> and uh, it's just been wonderful to listen to you and connect. I already followed you on Instagram, and I followed your podcast, so I'm very excited to just connect at any time and to have a great conversation with you. Um, this is, I don't know, I, it makes me excited to, to connect more and more with people who are, what's the word? You know, just tapping into the universe, tapping into that energy that we all feel, yet we don't seem to acknowledge, right? It's like, because it's not there visible, I'm just not gonna bring it up or I'm not gonna believe in it <laughs> yet. <laughs> You know, yet the planets are out there, right? They are out there. Oh, yes, they are. Exactly. And so it's just been wonderful to add this celestial element to my coaching. And so far, it's been it's been lovely to connect with my community in that way. But thank you so much, Joshua. 
My okay, my toddler is requesting my attention, so I'm gonna <laughs> hop down. I can go ahead and hop down from your guest seat without the timer running out. So I'm gonna do that, and I'll keep listening. Okay, we'll be in touch. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. I'll stay in touch, and uh, and as you as uh, shout out to shout out to you for coming on, and and I know you mentioned that you were a Taurus Sun Cancer Moon. Um, I actually, as you were talking, I actually found a reading. It's called thehoroscope.co. Um, I, I hope your toddler is is getting helped out, and and I know I know how it is. I, I have a five year old little sister, um, so when they need attention, they need attention. <laughs> um, but I actually, uh, the horoscope.co is a great website for you guys. If you guys figure out what your sun and moon sign is, um, a bunch of women they teamed up and they and they give little readings based off of like what your sign is. Um, and I'm gonna share um, our special guest that just came on on Wisdom. Um, her little reading when it comes to the horoscope.co. So Taurus Sun Cancer Moon personality. It says a gentle personality. Witty and adaptable, the Taurus Sun Cancer Moon personality is quick to change tactics to attain goals or to avoid conflicts. Positives, negatives, perfect partner advice. So positives for the Taurus Sun Cancer Moon personality. Very playful, imaginative, and responsible. Negatives, can be a little bit indulgent at times. Perfect partner, someone who is sensitive and at ease with expressing emotions. And word of advice, they need to be careful about their emotional displays. So for guests that come on here on the Wisdom app and we're continuing this conversation, um, if you guys would like to know your sun and moon and stuff, I can do live readings here for you guys too. It's just, we're going to need some time, you know. Um, But Shout out to our first guest that coming on to this conversation. I just wanted to shout out again, Taurus, Sun, Cancer, Moon. That is the reading that I got based off of that. Um, but I know we mentioned a lot about the flower moon. Um, and, and I really like that. I, I love great visualizations, like things where I can I can think about it and visualize it. Like I, I, I think that really helps us learn. Um, and you just picture a flower sprouting up. I think that's the perfect way to describe the flower moon for this month. Um, fixing all those things, fixing all those things that we need to work on in order for us to blossom into a beautiful flower. I think that's a really great analogy and great thing to visualize. And I know there's a guest waiting. Um, so let's see. Well, let's let's let me put you on real quick. Give me one second. So we got another guest. All right. So we got Richard here. So let's see. He's going to be joining on in a couple seconds. So just bear with me, guys. What's going on, Richard? You're you're on the podcast. How are you doing? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Yeah, so so what brings you in to the conversation? Well, just that you were saying that you can do readings. I was thinking, well, let me take a chance and see what happens. Oh, of, of, of course. Um, so here, let me pull up the app now. So the app that I use, it's a website. It's called Cafe Astrology. Um, and what and it's it's free. So it gives you like free natal charts and stuff. Um, just give me one second to pull it up and, and I can I can try. I can do yours uh, real quick. Um, the only thing, the only information you need for for your um, for your birth chart is um, your birthday birth time and where you were born. Um, if you don't know your birth time, that's okay. The only sign that'll be affected is your rising sign. And that's like first impressions. How do you appear yourself to others? Um, but if that's something you want to share, I mean, uh, we can, we can put it on right now. 
Okay, my, well, I was born on the 22nd of May, 22nd Um, I think it was at four o'clock. I got you. And uh, was it in the a.m. or the p.m.? Uh, in the p.m. as far as I know from my parents. So. <laughs> and uh, where were you born? And then I got you. I was born in Pretoria in South Africa. Just for a quick reading, like as I'm seeing it right now, um, Yeah. the parts of the chart that I know a lot um, are like your sun sign, moon, Mercury, Venus, and I'll explain it as I give you your little reading. Um, but for you, for, for you, Richard, your sun sign, so you're a Gemini, um, Yeah. and your moon is in Leo. Um, so I'm going to pull up the same website that I pulled up for our last guest that, come, that came on, and I'll give you a little reading and just let me know how you feel about it. So for you, you're a Gemini, Sun, Leo, Moon. So it says a capable personality. And this website is thehoroscope.co. So for you, it says a capable personality. Curious and quick, the Gemini, Sun, Leo, Moon personality is amazing at using information for varied purposes and often extracts what is not easily available to the naked eye. Positives for your Sun and Moon combination. Very sociable, understanding, and friendly. Negatives can have a very high ego at times and stubbornness, perfect partner, someone who is open and reliable, word of advice for your sun and moon combination. They need to understand that being dramatic and playing the victim is not becoming of them. So as I give you your advice, perfect partner, positives and negatives, what are some thoughts that come to mind? Okay, I am a fairly outgoing person and friendly person. I do have a tendency to get irritated very quickly. Um, uh, more especially if I'm not feeling well or something's not... Uh, I can be impatient, I know that. But I'm also a person that likes to go after information. Um, one thing I do, I have various interests... Uh, like I played the guitar and I got interested in how chords are formed. So I went and studied that. I've got an interest in military ranks and symbols. So I went and researched that. As a result, I'm probably the only South African in South Africa that knows the rank system of the American forces. And even so, the standard ones, thus I went... one step further and I went and learned all the, the ranks of the different colleges as well. And I can tell you something now, West Point is not easy. West Point just, uh, West Point, and all the diagrams that you find on internet are incomplete. So then you find another one with another rank in between this rank and that rank. So you have to sort of try and piece everything together. But anyway, it's, So, so that from that point of view, it is correct. I do like to search information of things that I'm interested in. Oh yeah, of course. And and I, and as I'm hearing like how you're describing yourself as well, like a lot of Gemini energy is like Geminis are very sociable and they always love to know. Geminis are very attracted to very like intelligent people. They really want to know a lot of information. Um, I know this. I only know this because my girlfriend's a Gemini and some of her qualities like she always likes to 
know something new. She's always she wants to find something else or find that new information that other people don't know, you know. So as I was describing that, like like you said, like I was like, dang, like I see a lot of the Gemini qualities um, in you. And like one of the one of the parts of your chart that I wanted to highlight um, is your north node. Uh-huh. Um, so your north node is what you're supposed to learn in this lifetime that your south node uh, that like your past lives did not know. So your south node is mistakes your past lives made and your north node is what you're supposed to learn in this lifetime. And for you, um, Richard, your north node is in Pisces. So your south node is in Virgo. So so for you, um, what you're supposed to learn in this lifetime is you're supposed to learn to put yourself out there. You know, you're, you're, you're supposed to learn to... Because you might have like grown up in like the past in your past lives having very strict boundaries, very strict guidelines you've always had to follow. So with Pisces energy, you're supposed to tap into your emotional side and put and go out into the world, you know. Be free, set yourself out there, you know, learn all the new information you need to learn that normally you would be you were not allowed to learn, you know. So Pisces energy is very gentle and kind and very emotionally intuitive, but also they love to dream a lot. Whereas like with Virgo, Virgo's an earth sign, um, very, very good teachers, very like when it comes to like setting boundaries, rules, Virgos are very good with that. So you're supposed to learn to just tap into your emotional side and, and your creative side in this lifetime. I see that my, I've got about what, four, three, two, one. Yeah, you can come back. I got you. <laughs> Yeah, you can come back. My fault. Yeah, I didn't realize the time as I was giving the reading. Um, but yeah, so your north node for you guys. Um, and I know Richard's going to be joining us back shortly, just to just to add him back on. Um, but yeah, the north node is a really cool part of your chart that I really like you guys to do more to check out. But yeah, Richard, I, I know we cut off a little bit. I apologize for that. Um, but when it comes to your chart and your north node, how do you feel about what I was just describing when it came to your north node? I think it's it's difficult to say, but I would say that all in all, the reading is fairly uh, accurate, especially from the point of view of my, always people say to me, why do you know so much? And I say, because it's, it, um, okay, I didn't go to varsity or anything because I had learning difficulties when I was at school. But um, what, if I want to know something, I'm a, I will go and get it. And it doesn't matter how long it will take searching it on the, on the internet or, or looking it up in books or wherever it, I, I can, you know, um, derive the information or find it. Yeah, definitely, Richard. And and I will say again, like, I mean, you pretty much hit it like spot on, you know, like that need to find information and stuff and wanting to learn it. It's a great, you know, like keep doing, keep doing what you're doing, Richard and stuff. Um, But um, yeah, before like we because like when it comes to your chart, like is there an email in which I mean, if, if you want, like you can just follow me and we can we can message after we're done doing this live chat. I can send you I can send you like your uh, you full chart. Send, you can send an email to my uh, podcasting email address, which is hermscouch at gmail.com. I got you. Yeah, so so hermscouch at gmail.com. Okay. 
I got you. And, and once we're and once we're once I'm done recording live, I'll, I'll send you. I will I will send you an email and, and I'll have the links that I talked about and then also I'll have your chart there so that way you can good, good, good. yeah so that way you can go and you can find out more information because there's a lot to your chart like there's houses and and their meanings I'm I'm learning more about that um, but like the amount of information that I can describe like right like we'd probably be talking for hours uh, when it comes to yeah well I yeah. can imagine <laughs> in depth thing doesn't. Uh... But yeah, I mean, when it comes to astrology overall, Rich, I know we talked a little bit about like your chart. Like, how do you feel? How do you feel about astrology overall as you were hearing this conversation and and all that stuff? Um, I suppose for me, astrology more than anything else means the planets and the, the moon and uh, things like Mars and can man go and live on Mars? That's, you know, sort of thing and then just sort of I suppose the physics of it too which in some ways interests me even though I don't necessarily understand it all but uh, for me it's and then it's I suppose another thing which has been um, I mean I was born in the year when they went when they went to the moon so for that I suppose um, and I appreciate what's out there even though I don't necessarily understand it all so yeah yeah never really thought of it as being something that actually can guide me in my sort of journey in life you know that kind of thing so yeah definitely and uh i just wanted to say again richard thank you for for coming on and and wanting to add to this conversation you know because at the end of the day i always like to tell people astrology is like another tool in the toolbox to help understand ourselves at the end of the day. I definitely think that is what is most important. Um, but Richard, where can everybody, uh, I, I know for my last guest, I apologize. If you want to come back on, I'll, I'll give you a little time to share if you have a podcast or anything, but for you, Richard, where can people check out your podcasts and stuff? So that way, okay. my yeah. podcast can be checked out on Spotify. And if they search, it's Richard Mark Nichols Storyteller. Nichols is spelled N-I-C-H-O-L-L-S. Or otherwise, uh, a very quick way to actually do it is just to go onto Google. And if you search the Park and African Story, you can also go to at Stories Poems Podcasts on Facebook. That's my page on Facebook. It's at Stories Poems Podcasts. And there you'll find links to both my channels, which which are managed by a company in Cape Town called Ioni FM. They do all the integration and stuff, and they make it possible for me to be on Amazon, on Spotify, on TuneIn, the TuneIn app. I'm also on, um, where else? Oh, golly. I'm on so many places, I lose track now. Stitcher. Um, so, which is uh, based in the United States and Castbox. Uh, so there's a variety of places. And even if you just search Richard Mark Nichols on Google, you'll find all the links to to all the stories. Sounds good. And and I will say, Richard, again, I will send you um, 
I, I'll send you the, the email once I'm done recording this and stuff. But shout out to you, Richard. Thank you for coming on and and please stay safe, man. Thank you very much. All right, so that was Richard, guys. Wow, so so far, two wonderful guests that, that came on and wanted to share their charts and stuff. Wow, we're, we're approaching an hour here. I, I did not realize how much how much fun this was going to be. This is turning out to be a lot of fun. Um, and again, I'm doing this on the Wisdom app, YouTube. So shout out to everybody listening from everywhere. And the audio that is recorded, it will be on a podcast for this week. Um, I'm doing like a birthday special, so I hope everyone tunes in and has fun today. But I know we talked a lot about Tauruses. We talked a lot about loneliness. We talked about goal setting. We've had two guests come on. Um, I know the flower moon or full moon in Scorpio. Let's get into that little bit of conversation. And then uh, anyone else that wants to do charts, we can do that. Um, I'll just, I'm just going to end my audio recording after this last topic. So this is how the, the flower moon slash Scorpio full moon will affect each sign. So... For each, from a sign perspective, a Scorpio full moon, you got to think about the traits of the zodiac sign and how it affects your moon. So Scorpios are very emotionally intense people. I have a lot of Scorpio best friends. They're great friends. They really like loyalty. They're ve- they're just very emotionally intense, and they definitely they definitely have a a very interesting personality. I will say it. I enjoy it, but depending on how you feel about it, some people can't stand Scorpios because Scorpios it's ruled by Pluto. And for Scorpios, a lot of Scorpio energy, it's like transformation. It's, um, it's becoming something new in this lifetime. Um, that's really pretty much how I describe Scorpios. They're constantly changing and evolving because they are very emotionally intense people into something new. So for each of your signs for this month, pretty much a quick summary because I know I'm I'm I've definitely been talking for a very long time. Scorpio full moon, you're going to feel very emotionally intense depending in in certain aspects of your life. So for some people it's going to be in your relationship, it's going to be very emotionally intense. You might feel more emotionally intense in your relationship at work. This moon, again, similar to like the flower moon's meaning is it's meant for you to work on yourself emotionally. What is going on through yourself and that's holding you back from reaching your full potential? Um, So that's pretty much when it comes to the natal chart. All right. But when it comes to YouTube and on the audio recording, I wanted to give everybody a shout out that came on. We talked about a lot of great topics. Again, the giveaway will be in the show description for the audio podcast again which will be on spotify and apple podcast and i hope you guys have a wonderful day and please stay safe